Wisconsin's afternoon news is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's Greg Matzik. Well, not only are we on the air, but we are online. You can stream us wherever you get your information via WTMJ.com, the WTMJ mobile app. We've got a YouTube page. All of our social channels are up and running. Wisconsin's Afternoon News is live and on the air and on your screen, too, which is cool stuff. More on that throughout the program. Sandy's in on news. Bob Brainerd with sports. Adam is here. Debbie is here. Greg in for John. The rest of this week, he'll be back on Monday. And a lot of stuff we're following on this 414 day. Indeed. This is the 3 at 3 on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. And where do we begin? Top headline is that today Mark Jensen was sentenced to life in prison without parole for the 1998 murder of his wife, Julie. Jensen did make a plea for the court to consider the needs of his family in a statement at his sentencing. Please yeah. grant parole eligibility so that the family and I can move forward and heal. I can work to understand and find acceptance with the verdict. I can be there for my family who needs me. And please provide me the opportunity to show I can continue to do something positive with my life. So there were three options of sentencing available to the court. Life in prison with 20 years parole, life in prison with parole eligibility later than 20 years, and then life in prison without parole. And the judge ultimately decided on the latter, saying this was planned out for a long time. It was intentional. It was researched for the purpose of evil. He is not getting any parole eligibility. And, of course, he uh, killed his wife and poisoned her with antifreeze. Mm. Just a terrible, terrible story. Justice perhaps 25 years later, but Mark Jensen will not be seeing the light of day. Where do we go? Portions of South Florida, Fort Lauderdale in particular, are continuing to deal with record-setting rains. Some parts of the state have seen over two feet of rainfall. Yeah, so I've been trying to find ways to put this all into perspective. So the airport reopened this morning after being closed for about 40 hours. So Fort Lauderdale, about 200,000 residents saw nearly 26 inches of precipitation in a 24-hour period. So here's here's some perspective, some context. A high-end hurricane would typically dump rainfall 20 to 25 inches in a day. So this was more rain than you would experience in a high-end hurricane. There's like three feet piled up. I Just incredible imagery. I would say the photos that you see of the cars parked at the airport and the water's all the way up to the door handles. It is just paralyzing and crippling and then of course this is swampland so it's yeah. not going to drain really quickly my dad used to live in pembroke pines nearby and he never saw anything like this anything and they're calling it a, a one in a thousand year storm which seemingly pops up more frequently than a thousand years but uh just devastating absolutely devastating in that area disney had some issues the airport as i mentioned of course schools government buildings all shut down as it remains an issue I mean, the cleanup is underway it's trending the right direction there are storms in the forecast for later tonight lighter but nonetheless but and it's still something you have to tackle just like we have snow plows they have vacuum trucks right. that are trying to suck the water out it's just scary and finally sandy we are celebrating a bit today aren't we here we go you can chant along <laughs> it is happy 414 day, MKE. Festivities started. Those were sounds from the unveiling of the 414 flag at City Hall this morning, and there are plenty of other ways to 
celebrates what we like to call Milwaukee Day 414, our area code. Yeah, including the Milwaukee Admirals, who are taking on the Seawolves tonight at the arena. They're the uh, inspired jerseys for 414 Day. Yeah, would you like to incorporate friend, the flag? Uh, yeah, yep. I love it. We saw our friend Tim Sheehy wearing that yesterday. And uh, we're going to get into this coming up in a couple of minutes, but on this 414 Day at the Milwaukee Public Museum, celebrating by giving Milwaukeeans a, a sneak peek at the new Milwaukee Revealed Gallery. So we're going to dive into that coming up in just a couple of minutes here on the program uh, with the president of the Public Museum, Ellen Sinski. She'll join us in studio. I was fascinated to see this. I am a sucker for a good rendering. You are. I saw the renderings today, and yes, we need to have this person on to talk about it because <laughs> it's a fascinating exhibit, and I'm glad it's going to be preserved and tweaked and modified, but still living on. And Ellen and her team really putting a lot of love and care and, and study into what the evolution of the Milwaukee Public Museum should be as we get into the 21st century, but still preserving some of those really fond exhibits. So excited to hear about uh, the three phases we've seen so far, and she'll tell us about the two more that will be revealed. Yes, she will be joining us in studio in just a couple of minutes. We also may or may not be having an old-fashioned at about 347. Well, it is 414 day. It is. We need to celebrate as well, (laughs) which we are doing on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. It's 317. Well, I'm a sucker for a good rendering, and boy, did I get to see some cool renderings today. And we knew this was coming, but the Milwaukee Public Museum is doing their best to preserve one of the great exhibits at the museum, but modifying it a bit. And Milwaukee Public Museum is celebrating 414 Day, giving us all a a sneak peek look at the new Milwaukee Revealed Gallery. Ellen Sensky is the president of the Milwaukee Public Museum. You've been looking forward to this day, as we all have and what a wonderful way to pay tribute to the uh, the old streets of Milwaukee exhibit that we all grew up going to and checking out. Well, thank you. I mean, I know that it is one of the beloved exhibits, and we needed to honor that. And But we knew that we couldn't just pick it up and move it, and we had the opportunity to broaden the story in the streets of old Milwaukee. And in what ways will you be using technology to broaden those stories? Well, it's not just technology. The time frame broadens. So... The Streets of Old Milwaukee covers a span of less than 10 years at the turn of the century, and now we're not putting a time frame on it so that we will have um, buildings that are ancient, that are old, but they're here today, and we can tell stories from today all the way to the past. Um, and we'll use, we will use technology to tell some of those stories. So, for instance... We all know the Mitchell Building, which sits on water and water and Michigan, I believe. Should know that. <laughs> sits on water and Michigan, and um, that is also the site of Milwaukee's one of Milwaukee's founders, Solomon Juno's home. And so, through the use of technology, first we'll have the Mitchell Building there, um, and you'll be able you'll see it. You'll be able to go into it but through the use of technology we'll be able to peel away that surface and you'll see the, you'll see uh, Solomon Juno's home sitting there when you go in you'll you'll learn about Solomon Juno his wife Josette and the founding of Milwaukee so we know that they're, they're, it's a multifaceted project right I mean the the streets of old Milwaukee as I remember it as a kid as you've discussed here uh, when will more renderings be out about future projects and and what this entire operation is going to look like? So we have two more reveals. Um, the next one will be our exhibit that we're calling Living in a Dynamic World. 
So if you think about the museum and its third floor where it explores cultures from around the world, we'll be utilizing those components to reimagine them into a new exhibit that, as I said, is called Living in a Dynamic World. So I'm not going to give any more away. <laughs> Look at Greg trying to get you to Can do I some a needle a little early bit reveals. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Why, they're, they're gorgeous, though. Beautiful. Yeah, in, indeed. And so uh, this is the question I know a lot of people want to know. Things like what will be familiar in Milwaukee Revealed? Will Granny and her rocking chair be part of Milwaukee Revealed? Or will some other f- fan favorites be there in the new iteration? Sure. You know, Grant, we Granny will come over, but we are not going to tell you where Granny's <laughs> going to be. You're going to have to find her. And frankly, I'd like Granny to move around a little bit. Hmm. So, oh. Um, so we will, you know, we know that people like that new penny farthing bicycle and getting on it. So that will come over. The Schlemmer automobile will come over. And then, you know, there's so much inside all of those those homes and businesses. Of course, all of those collection items will come to the new museum. Some will be repurposed immediately into the Milwaukee Revealed Gallery. Others, we will rest for a while. They've been on display for 50 years. They need to take a break for a little while. Um, but we will rotate them out. And that's the... The idea between this new museum is that we have a very built and solid um, exhibits in the museum right now, and it's very hard to change them. And so the new museum is being built in a way where we can rotate collection items out because we have four million objects in our collections. About maybe, if we're lucky, 8% are on exhibit. Four million! Mm-hmm. Did any, that's a showstopper. That's a lot. That's a lot of Milwaukee history. Well, it's not just Milwaukee. It's from around the world, and it's not just history. It's natural history. So three million of them are all of the insects and birds and and mammals and fish and fossils that help to help us to understand this natural world. And then there are about a million cultural and historical objects. So, Ellen, just uh, real quick, from groundbreaking to completion, what do you estimate the timeline to be? So we are looking at groundbreaking the end of this year and then opening in late 2026. Excellent. Long time. And as we look forward to the new building, I do want to say that I hoped you would bring a fuzzy friend with you today because you have some special mammals on display at the Milwaukee Public Museum through next month. Ah, I'm looking at the sloth. Survival yes. of the slowest. <laughs> Who doesn't love a sloth? It puts a smile on your face. That's right. Yeah, you. it's here for another month. So if you haven't come in and seen it, you know, we have periodic feedings of the sloth when it actually gets animated. If sloths <laughs> can get animated, it moves a little bit. It moves around. And um, so you might come in and see them feeding the sloths. We have, there are... Turtle, tortoises in it, iguanas, snakes, uh, and little um, hedgehogs. And so it's a really great exhibit. Great not just for kids, but for the family 
And we there are keepers who come out and interact, and they'll bring out something. And so you may happen upon a time when they come out with something. Ellen Sensky is the president of the Milwaukee Public Museum. Congratulations on the announcement on this 414 day. Have a great weekend, and we look forward to what's next. Thank you. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Is Brett Newski music on Milwaukee Day? There we go. Yeah, Local you might know uh, a little hint of uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin flavor here in our bumper music on 414 Day. Not a celebratory mood here. Jack Teixeira charged in a criminal complaint over a recently discovered leak online of the United States defense secrets. Big time nomo. Thoughts of espionage. Where does it go from here? I guess the big question. 21-year-old taken into custody Thursday in Massachusetts. Royal Oaks joins us on the line. ABC News legal analyst. Royal, I I guess a a good question is, what will these charges ultimately look like that Jack Teixeira will be facing? Yeah, he's in a heap of trouble. Uh, The feds have got two specific federal statutes they're charging him with. If he's convicted on both, he's looking at 15 years behind bars. And it's essentially, you're not supposed to uh, possess top secret information. You're not supposed to distribute it. Well, he had it. He distributed it to his pals on the Internet. And at least that's the allegation. And the bizarre part is he's 21 years old. He's in the Massachusetts Air National Guard. And the reason he was in a position to, to have access to this stuff is he was trained as a cyber transport systems journeyman meaning he helps keep the air force's communications networks running so he's got a, a bunch of pals 25 30 guys who are into uh, video games sort of war oriented games and in the meantime while they're playing it they also have a communication uh, a channel they chat with each other and in the course of those contacts, he started bragging to them about how he has access to information showing the Ukraine wars isn't going as well for Ukraine as, as the press is telling us. And he proved it by, by sending these documents out. And the FBI paid him a visit very recently. He's got a hearing Wednesday to determine whether he'll remain behind bars pending trial. And I suppose there's some relief, Royal, that this is uh, showing off and showboating, not a nefarious uh, motivation, but it's still not comforting to know that that information can be accessed. No, you're absolutely right, and that's a, a question a lot of people had initially because with all the controversy over Julian Assange and Snowden and all the other issues that have popped up in the last decade or so, people wondered, does he have some kind of a, a weird agenda? And apparently the agenda was primarily ego. I mean, these guys that he hung out with on the line, they bond over guns and video games and international politics, and so it doesn't seem like he has any particular political axe to grind, but that isn't going to help him too much. I mean, some people are saying, well, why isn't he guilty of treason? I think if he did have a more nefarious motive, maybe people would be looking at more serious charges. Not that 15 years in a federal prison is a walk in the park. And the story certainly has more chapters to be written. Royal Oaks joins us, ABC News legal analyst from Los Angeles. Royal, we will check in again sometime soon. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, you bet. Yep, you bet. It's 345 on WTMJ. Got some muddling going on in the studio. We'll explain after this. Well, the Wisconsin state bird is the American robin. The state flower is the violet, I believe. State rock is granite. <laughs> uh, the state cocktail is certainly the old-fashioned. And if you're going to make a good old-fashioned, you have to have the right ingredients. And on this 414 day, we're celebrating all things Milwaukee and certainly all things Wisconsin with the old-fashioned with our friend Jim Cantor, Chief Commercial Officer at Central Standard 
Distillery. Welcome, Jim. Hey, how are you guys doing? Uh, hey, Happy four one four day. Yeah, you yeah. too. You're walking with a you know, bucket full of brandy and old fashioned mix. I got accosted walking down the street by people. My goodness gracious! Right, right. Glad everything has remained whole here. So, <laughs> what have you brought in? I, I do see the the outstanding brandy which I have in the Matzik family cabinet at home. Uh, and a mix, which I'm not as familiar with. We've got some new stuff here that uh, for you all to try and kind of talk about a little bit. But, of course, our staple is our North Brandy right here, Greg. So we make that right here. We have a full distillery right here on 23rd and Clybourne, Milwaukee made. Uh, we have vodka, brandy. We do a bourbon as well, uh, a lot of different things. And we also, uh, as you so noticed right here, we have a pour-ready cocktail. So we do all the mixing and muddling for oh, you, it's all so you set don't to have go. to. Yeah, so we do that with a our Red Cabin bourbon and our Door County Cherry are two of the products mm. that we make those with. Door County Cherry is delicious. Well, that, yes, thank it, you. Yeah. It's so easy. Yeah, right? and that's uh, the pre-mix is so nice because you know sometimes you have one of those days or one of those weeks, and as much as one enjoys crafting an old-fashioned and muddling and putting the bitters in, sometimes it's nice to just go, I need some ice and a simple pour. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy this flavor. Simplicity you know? is the key, and we use the you know our... Our cherry use uh, organic lemon juice right from Florida, high-speed shear mixer that we have in our in our plant. Uh, I know that uh, if anybody's going to the concert this evening, they are making that uh, at AmFam Field in slushies, in the slushy form. Well, that so. sounds fun and dangerous <laughs> at the same time, doesn't it? Absolutely. Perfect day for it. Too. No, it really is. So you, you've got the pre-mixed, and it, it, I can read it from here. It says bourbon smash on it, and Correct. bourbon has seen a renaissance. I mean, it's we spent time in Kentucky a couple of weeks ago, and it's... It's unbelievable. The distilleries, what they put into it, uh, the products they make are high quality. Right. How did you decide that it was going to be bourbon in the pre-mixed when you could have done a, a brandy or a, a, a Southern Comfort type of, of, sure. a, of alcohol? Sure. Great question, because the number one question we always get asked is, can you make a pre-made old-fashioned for us and put in a bottle we, we want that? We started actually last year with our Door County Cherry Vodka and doing a pre-mix with a mule and then a Door County Cherry Lemonade. I know a lot of big music venues and a lot of concert places, uh, ball fields had that last year. Speed of service, you just pour it over ice and go, right? You don't have to worry for your bartenders to be sitting there mixing, muddling, whatnot. And because of the renaissance or this burst of bourbon that's going on in the world, uh, and our Red Cabin bourbon just won a gold medal at the uh, Los Angeles Invitational uh, with a score of 93, which is one of the higher scores you can get for bourbon. Um, we said, let's do that, right? So we did that a lemon honey bourbon smash and a peach bourbon smash. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yeah, that sounds nice, tasty. Right? <laughs> I grew up in Kentucky, so There's that's a bartender in every bottle, Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> Something says you've written that tagline before. How are you celebrating 414 Day? We, down at the Craft House and Kitchen, so if you've not been there, we have a great uh venue downtown where you can get all our great cocktails made by our master mixologist we have a beautiful rooftop patio you can see the lake from there and if you come down there today at 4 14 we're giving away one free old-fashioned for everybody who walks in the door <laughs> oh there you go wow that's i like that right right during the heart of happy hour right that's, that's a, a perfect time it's happier hour happier <laughs> hour Jim, uh, for, the, for the folks who don't know you, he keeps saying muddling okay huh? so so the folks who just order up and they they see the drink, but behind the scenes, the muddling, that's a key, isn't it? It, it is a key, Bob. It's a great question. So with brandy old fashions, we that's our state drink, right? We Everywhere you go, people say, you use brandy in your old fashioned? Most places make it with bourbon. Um, but that sweetness comes through, and we like to make a brandy old-fashioned sweet here in the state of Wisconsin. The muddling, Bob, we you, you have uh, oranges, 
you have cherries that we use, and we use some sugar. And you have to mix that all together and muddle it all together, get those flavors kind of squeezed out so it's not just sitting in there. But when you pour the brandy, the ice, and then you top it with a Sprite, if you do a, sour, a sweet or if you do a like a squirt yeah, for like a, a sour. sour. Yeah. yeah, I didn't bring that for you, Greg. I, I, and we're it's all okay. Sweet. Hey, yeah, I'll I'm, live. I do not discriminate. But that muddling gets everything kind of ready to go and be able to mix within the cocktail, Bob. And uh, we have accounts that I've been to. If anyone's familiar with the Shinala Supper Club up in the Dells, uh, I've been in there beforehand, and they pre-muddle probably about three to 400 old fashions before the doors even open. It's a lot of wrist action. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you, you're right. You talked about speed of service. You, you have to be ready to rock. And, you know, there's some places around here you can get an old-fashioned on tap. Like, they literally, right out of the wall, just pre-mixed, ready to go. Absolutely. Yeah, we uh, we like it any way that you like to serve yeah, exactly. it, as long as it's with our North Brandy. It's our Actually, it's the largest selling locally made or Wisconsin-made brandy in the state. So, um, And then why we did brandy or bourbon, not brandy, and cherry, not brandy, uh, these products, the, bur- the bourbon and the Door County Cherry, have a lo- bigger life. We can live outside uh, in Minnesota. It's They carry the product. In Michigan, they carry pro- the product. Brandy is a smaller niche there. We think everyone sure. drinks brandy, but really, we all drink brandy. <laughs> That's a very good point. And uh, you go certain places around the country and order an old-fashioned. If you held up a can of Sprite, they'd be like, no, 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 we don't use that What either. are you doing? <laughs> so you have to have a high-quality spirit if you're going to do it, which you certainly do. I have also found the North Brandy makes a great sidecar. That's a great drink. So if you don't have a cognac in the house, like the brandy works, you have to have a good brandy for it, and you've got a good one. Absolutely, and you are you like your uh, drink sour, apparently. Right? I, I do. I like the <laughs> tartness of it for yes, some reason. Because he's already in. so sweet. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. <laughs> very kind of you to say. Well, this is a lot of fun. We know you got to, we'll, we'll let you do a little bit of mixology over there. Absolutely. We have to step aside here for the news, but uh, it grabs some of this fantastic Fantastic stuff. Spend a day. Spend a, a few hours with some friends at Central Standard Distillery. Jim Cantor is the chief commercial officer. He'd be glad to uh, muddle you up one. And, Jim, you start serving those what, that one free brandy old-fashioned cocktail starting at 414. 414 to 530 today. Everybody that comes in gets a free brandy old-fashioned from us. Uh, just as a way of saying thank you to the community's been, we wouldn't have a product if people didn't buy our product. So we love that, and we love to invite people in and actually celebrate that with everybody. And what a better way to do it than today. It's such a beautiful day. Please get out and go support all your local bars and restaurants. Yeah, that sound you hear, our tires screeching toward the exits to uh, get <laughs> no off doubt. to a central standard. Thank you, Jim. Enjoy the weekend, and uh, we'll let you get pouring there. I love the sound of the pop-top here on the radio.